1: minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement Due $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com
2: bradfo show that's my open that's what they used to call me swivel hit bradford that's my open i'm waiting for you to justify your stupid opinion bradfo show that's delicious
0: 1124, it's time for the Midweek Clubhouse Report with our friend Rob Bradford. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, and Rob is brought to us by McFarlane Energy, Greater Boston and Cape Cod's choice for dependable heating and cooling solutions at McFarlaneEnergy.com. Bradford, good morning. Andy Hart is in for Keith. How are you?
2: McFarlane. Yes, it's always good to hear you guys. Oh, and awesome we, we, have we, you up on,
0: we have you up on the Twitch as well. Did you try any of the <laughs> Fluffer Nutter
2: fries?
0: Sounds well, interesting.
2: As, as you guys know, first rule of journalism is if, if there's free food, then we're going to be there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. If it's free, it's for me. Um, but because uh, I've been delayed in talking the great game of baseball with you guys, I, I'll jump right back into the tour right after this is done. But this, this takes priority. I'm up in the broadcast booth overlooking Fenway Park. It's glorious.
1: Speaking of taking priority, there was a uh, powerful uh, baseball writer on the station today, who Jeff Passan, who said the Red Sox and Rafael Devers are more than $100 million apart, and this feels a lot like Mookie Betts. Is that a bit ominous, or is that just my interpretation of that?
2: I would not disagree with anything that he said. And, uh, and it does feel like Mookie Betts. Um, Now, here's the question. Much like they five years after John Lester left and John Henry said, we messed up the John Lester negotiations, are they going to look at the Mookie Betts negotiations and how that sort of unfolded and say, we could have done this or we could have done that, and then we're going to implement a little bit different strategy when it comes to Rafael Devers? That's what's going to be interesting to me. Because I think that Pastor was right on the money. Like, I, it, how can you not think that Rafael Devers is looking for Manny Machado, $300 million uh, type of contract? And with the Red Sox come in, if they're closer to 200 of course he's going to turn that down. But still, like, if you, get, if you are going to make your best offer, you better make it because this guy is going to walk. If you cannot get any discounts on Rafael Devers anymore, that time has come and gone. You have to treat him like a free agent and pay him like a free agent.
0: Rob, I, I wonder, you can have a $100 million divide, but are the Red Sox close on the average annual value? Like, are they $100 million off because Devers wants 10 years at a price point, but the Red Sox might be offering six or seven at the same per year price point, but it doesn't work from a year's, uh, I guess it doesn't work for the years that maybe Devers is looking for.
2: I mean perhaps but the fact of the matter is rafael devers is going to get what he wants to get so if he wants the years if he wants the i'll go back to the machado contract 10 years 300 million dollars if he wants that deal and he's saying that that's the type of deal that i want then he doesn't you know he doesn't want to go the route of carlos correa and do a three-year deal with opt-outs that's his prerogative so you know, I, I the the quote that I keep coming back to is the one that after the day that I talked to him, where he just basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, that I what upset me about the negotiations for this contract, this one year contract that he's living with, was that they want to compare me to all these other guys, which I didn't want to be compared to, and clearly, and I've said this to you guys before, clearly that Rafael Devers wants to be compared to not the best third baseman, not the best 25-years-old third baseman, but the best players in baseball. And that's where I think he's digging in, and he'll continue to dig in.
1: If we're looking at a long-term deal of $300 million over the next 10 years, whatever it may end up being, do you think there's more or less risk with a guy like Devers than there would have been with Mookie Betts, different skill set, different size, all those things, or even with... Xander Bogarts, your shortstop, is he safer simply because he can hit and become a DH later in the contract?
2: I think it's safer because he's younger, number one. You know, like when the Jose Ramirez thing came out, everyone's, oh, there's the Jose Ramirez, it's the talking point, there's the jumping off point. Well, he was four or five years older. Bogarts is five years older. You know, Mookie Betts even was a lot older than we're talking about with Devers right now. So that's where you have to start to begin with. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is – we aren't going into this day saying, well, we're valuing this guy. $100 million is the reason we're valuing this guy is because of defense. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about with Devers. With Mookie, that might have been the case, right? We yep. could always sell the the best all-around player, Mookie Betts. No one's saying that about a Rafael Devers. It's, as Jeff Passon points out, one of the best bats in the game. That's what you're paying the money for. And then if he gets better defensively, then bonus. Rob Bradford is with us for the midweek clubhouse report. Brad Foe is with
0: us on the Harbor One Hotline. It's Gresh and Hart who is in for Keith today on W.E.E.I. Brad Foe, we haven't seen the crooked number from the Red Sox offensively yet, and. There have been hell on Saturday. I think it was like all, but every baseball game came in under the number. Are you surprised that we haven't seen the offensive explosion that I know your good buddy and our friend, will Fleming predicted last week on this show?
2: I mean, I think we were all trying to figure out how this short and spring training was going to manifest itself. Well, here you go. You know, and JD Martinez said it after the game the other day, I think that's what we're talking about. And, and, you know, you look at it, all you need to do is look at the pitching ninjas and all the GIFs and the memes and, and all the videos on, on Twitter every single day and show how nasty pitching has become. It's become unbelievably nasty. And so when you're talking about hitters trying to catch up, that's what we're dealing with. I mean, the, I've seen Red Sox hitters look absolutely foolish, look terrible. Whereas uh, two weeks ago, you know, they were hitting the crap all over the ball around Lee County. You know, so it's it, it, it's it's just the reality of what pitching is right now, where pitching is at, and just the first couple of weeks of uh, the regular season.
1: Rob, we're talking about contracts you may regret. One that I don't think the Red Sox will regret, and may actually look back on and say it's a massively uh, oh. valuable deal for them is Garrett Whitlock. You know what he? The way he's pitching, I I actually look like he looks like he undersold himself with club options on the back end of that. So. Is that a deal we're going to look at and say, wow, that was genius?
2: Yeah, he did undersell himself, but I don't begrudge him for doing it, right? I mean, this is this is his prerogative. This is his mindset. This is the, the way that he wants security. Um, so when people say who got over on who on this deal, it's neither because he's still going to get another contract if he's good. He's going to be 31 years old. Yet the team, this was an absolute no-brainer. This was one of these ones where the team – Hey, you want to sign this? Because, you know, we just want to have to offer it. We don't expect you to sign it. But and it's like, yeah, sure, I'll sign it. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about two free agent years at $8 million and $10 million for what may be one of the best pitchers in the American League. It's a long ways off. But right now, that certainly looks how it looks. I just look at this as the same uh, mindset as John Lester heading in 2009. Same sort of guy where he's about to work, he's about the business, he's about the game, he doesn't want to deal with all this other stuff, he doesn't want to get to the finish line like Papelbon did or or Mookie Betts did. Like, no, he just wants wants to be paid and he wants to, to do his job peace of mind. That's what he's got in Garrett Whitlock, and the Red Sox are the big winners because of
0: it. Tell you what, Bradfo, seeing Whitlock at the end of the game yesterday, that looked pretty comfortable. That made me feel pretty good. I hope that's the way they're <laughs> going to trend on this thing, but I don't think so. What do you make of Whitlock's usage to this point this this season?
2: First of all, shameless plug, tonight on the Bradfo Show podcast, Love it. we have the car dealer that Garrett Whitlock worked for two two years ago. So, there you go. I mean, okay. wh- where else can you get that? No uh, where did where, you find the Herb Chambers of uh, <laughs> wherever Whitlock is from? It, all I know is that when you got a guy like, fixing, fixing rims at minimum wage and then signing a $44 million contract, you got to get his employer on. <laughs> um, but to answer your question about the uh, closing thing, I think it's overblown. Like, obviously, you're not – Garrett Whitlock isn't going to pitch for three or four more days now. That, that's a, a certainty. So when a close, when you talk about the red size closer, it's going to come down to matchups. No one wants to hear that because you guys grew up just like I did. We want the Dennis actress. Leads. We yeah. want the Lee Smith. Damn right. We want these guys. We want the guys with the big Fu Manchu shoe talking to themselves, flying in there. Here he comes. There's no chance you're going to get to him. But I don't think that's the way things are going. I mean, with, even with Deakman, that was a matchup thing. I don't think you're running out. Deakman. Now, is there a difference between having the conference and pitching a guy in the 8th and ninth compared to the 6th and 7th? Yeah, sure. But these, I think they're going to run out a bunch of guys, and when Garrett Whitlock is available, he's going to be that guy.
1: What's the situation with Matt Barnes? Because I find that curious, dating back to last year, signs the contract, but he was certainly open to them bringing somebody else in to be the closer, you know, has the little issue health-wise to start off the year. Is there any chance that he reclaims
2: that closer job? Sure, I mean, but this is the thing. This is the Matt Barnes is the ultimate. You know, we have no idea yet. We just have no idea. Like he says, you know, he found his mechanical flaw last what, about a week and a half ago when his dog ran in front of a screen and he had, he noticed it on the back of the screen and he went the next day and he fixed it. He felt a lot better and now he has the back thing. But then he looked pretty good his first time out. All of it, we don't know. We can't say that a guy. was this way in spring training, and now is going to be that way in regular season. All we have to go by is the last couple months, which weren't good. I thought it was encouraging the first time out, and and it's a step in the right direction, and really, really important that he is good. But, you know, to Andy, to to say, well, absolutely, this guy is going to be your closer, he's going to need a couple more outings to show that he actually did fix this thing.
0: Our uh, Twitch chat has been uh, set ablaze with the fact that you're so close mm-hmm. to the camera. They say it looks like you could eat us right now on the Twitch Whoa. chat. There we go. Uh, but that segues to what new product are you most excited to try at Fenway when we let you go in about a minute here?
2: I don't know. See, I'm going in with an open mind. I, I always <laughs> like the, uh, the everything. The <laughs> I like the adventurous Every everything awaken one hundred and eighty approved, of course. <laughs> yes, um, em- empty but belly, but, open mind. <laughs> listen, listen. I fended off when I was when I was just starting my awaken one hundred and eighty journey on the way to losing fifty pounds. I fended oh. off on opening day a Fruit Loop hot dog. Wow. Like I think that was Seattle or something, but it was a, it was a hot dog that was smothered in Fruit Loops. Now, if you, can't, if you have self-restraint and something like that, you have self-restraint. Totally so agree. I'm going to go test myself and just, and just soak it all in. I appreciate, once again, the adventure spirit of all these people who are running out this food. And listen, it's always good to see new things, right? Ben, right. right. We don't want to just roll everything over. New things are good
0: on that note damn rights damn rights rob bradford of weei.com taking the tour over at fenway today you'll hear him on red sox baseball and of course the bradfo show and the bradfo show podcast rob thank you friend we'll uh, catch you soon all right guys i'll see you there goes uh there
1: goes rob bradford